So we're in the middle of a series um, of Living Lord. And over the last few weeks, the elders have been talking to us about Living Lord, Jesus is alive, actually alive, living now with us. Living Lord, Jesus is Lord. He has authority over us, the earth, and everything in the earth. And today, live in Lord. Jesus is alive, and he lives in us. What does that mean for us practically and spiritually? How does this link to the giving of the Holy Spirit? That's what we're going to be talking about. This verse, this uh, the whole series really was prompted by a reading from John 7, verse 37. When Jesus invites us to come, he says, or it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So what was this Spirit they would receive, and when would they receive it? The festival that's being referred to here is the Festival of Tabernacles. And it's a time when Jewish families would have been camping out in booths and homemade structures to remind themselves of God's provision for them while they walked in the wilderness, in the desert. Each day of the festival, the priests would collect water and pour it down the steps of the temple, remembering God's provision of water when Moses struck the rock. On the final day, the greatest day, more and more water would be poured from the temple steps, so it's flowing down towards the people. And it's thought that it was at this point that Jesus stood up and declared that if anybody was thirsty, they should come to him. It must have been a disturbing and powerful moment. Jesus declaring himself is the living temple through whom the water flows. And inviting us to come and drink from that living temple so that we become filled with the water that's flowing from Jesus. Now Jesus begins to talk to the disciples about the Holy Spirit as he's also telling them that he's going to be going away. And there's a link. So I've asked uh, six people if they would just stand and read. I'm hoping the ambient mics here will pick up your voices. Some of the things Jesus said about the Holy Spirit that would come when he left his disciples physically. So Martin, I'm ask you to stand please and read yours. If you love me... Keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. When the Advocate comes, 
whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been before sorry, for you have been with me from the beginning. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage if I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Thank you to everybody. So as Jesus is preparing to leave, he's preparing the disciples that they will have a helper, an advocate. The Holy Spirit will guide, that goes out from the Father, that teaches us, that reminds us of the words of Jesus, that stays with us so we're not orphans, that tells us the truth, that comes alongside to rescue that we are baptised in. The helper is also known as the advocate. And I did a bit of Greek, you'd be impressed. Um, advocate meaning paraclete. What I didn't know was that the word paraclete can also mean somebody who supports you in a court of law or somebody that comes alongside to rescue. And if you travel between the Greek islands, you might actually see a paraclete. They're tugboats that stay out there in between the islands ready to rescue anybody that goes astray or that can't get back. I think that's a wonderful image of the Holy Spirit, our advocate, one who comes alongside to rescue, to encourage. And when was Jesus talking about? When was this water going to be poured out? Acts 2 tells us, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And Peter, empowered by this, goes on to tell everybody listening everything that had happened. And he says that what was spoken by the prophet Joel was being fulfilled right now. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke and the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when people heard what Peter had to say, they were cut to the heart. They realised what they'd done and they asked brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, and this reply is for each and every one of us. Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord God will call. This promise is for us. When I first became a Christian, I looked at some of the teaching around the Holy Spirit. And I read that there's an opinion that 
The Holy Spirit stopped being active when the Bible ended. And 1 Corinthians 13 was cited that talks about prophecy ceasing and knowledge passing away when perfection comes. And the argument was that perfection meant the end of the Bible. And that added to the verse in Revelation that says no word should be added to that Bible led to the belief that the Holy Spirit was no longer active. But this passage tells us that it's for everybody, for all on whom the Lord God calls and that we call to him. The promise is for you, your children, all who are far off, and for all on whom the Lord God will call. And Jesus' mission is the same now as it was then. He is alive. So we need the Holy Spirit as much now as then to be reminded, to be comforted, to be renewed, reassured, equipped, empowered, and to become the temple through whom the Holy Spirit can flow as we meet with Jesus. When you think about how the disciples got to know Jesus, they weren't reading about him in a theological college. They were walking with him, experiencing him, taking him in. And that's what we need to do. We need to recognise that none of this is of our own strength and come to the temple of the living water and drink. So we're going to spend a few moments being in that place, by Jesus' side, drinking his, his presence in. I'd ask you to stay seated or kneel if you want to, wherever you find comfortable, and just take some moments to drink in the presence of Jesus. going to play the sound of a stream I heard this week, last weekend. come to Jesus to become Jesus and this water isn't just for us it flows through us as Jesus says in John 14 I can guarantee this truth those who believe in me will do the things that I'm doing they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father what does that mean? Surely it can't mean worse or less. How could this be possible without the poured out living water, without the Holy Spirit within us flowing through us? We come so that we can become. And once we drink, we need to allow the Spirit to flow, not become bloated so the water becomes stagnant. Water retention is not a comfortable prospect. And we won't be thirsty anymore. It flows in us to flow out of us. And the world needs Jesus. He wants to walk into our schools, our places of work, into our church, through our streets, into our homes. He wants us to be transformed and healed, accepted, forgiven, anointed with power and equipped with everything we need to live as Jesus now. The fruits of the Spirit love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The gifts of the Spirit. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpreting in tongues. And in the New Testament, these things were given for the common good. They were given at times where the disciples needed the empowerment, in self-sacrificial times. And these times are now. It's not about you and me. It's about Jesus wanting to break into the darkness through us. And there's plenty of darkness around. So we're going to begin to close with reminding ourselves that the world is a dark place, but then asking (coughs) Jesus to come. Would you like to stand and sing with me? If you'd like to stay standing, I've asked Sylvia to read another image of water flowing from the temple. Thanks. This is from Ezekiel 47. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple and I saw water coming out of the, from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, and then he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, and now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, Son of man, what do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, The salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. Thanks, Sylvia. So because Jesus lives, we will also live. Let's pray that the Lord's light will shine through us this week as we go out and flow into the dark places so that the Dead Sea can teem with life once more.